This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show and today I'm joined with Jasmine Shojai who is a model for magazines like Playboy and many others. Jasmine, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thank you, I'm honoured. So talk to us a bit about how you got started in modelling. I know everyone has their own story but what's yours? So modelling was always a passion of mine since I was a kid. And the funny thing is, I didn't really start till I was 21 or 22. And that there was a reason behind that. But basically, I wanted to do something spontaneous, something for myself. And I came out of a very bad uh, experience in my life. But nevertheless, I, I didn't let that, you know, hang me down. I really wanted to move forward and do things that mattered to me. And one of those things was doing a photo shoot. And while I was there, I wanted to be there all day. I really loved the whole experience. I really loved posing for the camera. It was just this, I guess, this amazing flowery experience, but I just loved it. And from that moment on, I knew that I really wanted to do this regardless of, you know, other things like making money and so on. And I guess it wasn't until maybe a year and a half later where, um, I really did start to take it even more seriously and take it to the next level. So I would, um, you know, do more on the business side of things and, and make it my profession. And I think, yeah, from day one, from that very first photo shoot, I never looked back since. So um, that was amazing. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. <laughs> so what is the difference between, you know, just doing a photo shoot in a, in, in quotation marks and making modeling a profession from the outside looking in, it can feel like, well, that's all that you tend to do, but what's the, what's the main underlying difference between doing photo shoots and then taking it seriously? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, when you take anything seriously, especially on the business side of things, you really just get into it and you take everything that you do seriously from a career point of view. So you don't just say, I'm going to do a photo shoot. I'm going to do a photo shoot because or for this and the client is paying me this. And that's just really basic terminology. I mean, any in modeling, it can be a very, um, like, it can be a very wide range of things. So there's magazine modeling, there's modeling for brands. Um, there's modeling for video, which can be for brands. Um, there's modeling um, for all sorts of different magazines that have their own rules or ways of doing things. Um, so really it's like, it's a whole range of things. And I don't think people really realize that. And the biggest issue that I found, especially for people like, um, or for anyone really, because I, I kind of started off with good training, but then I kind of went and did things um, individually, but also with a manager. And then it was a little bit later down the track where I, I joined a really good agency. Um, but see, that came from experience. So, you know, although it, it was a bit later, I had all this experience behind me. So there was no doubt that I was able to work for an agency. So in, in a way it worked out anyway. It's not like there's a one way um, rule of doing things, but moving forward, um, 
yeah, the thing is like some people just start doing photo shoots and then they never go anywhere from there. And that's because sometimes there isn't enough knowledge and, and information out there for, for models. But then again, you do have to seek it. I mean, nowadays you have the internet, so, you know, there's so many ways of looking up things. But moving forward, yeah, it was a lot of work and I'm glad that I had a manager to work with from almost day one. And without that, I, I don't think I would be exactly where I am today. Do you have to look at things as a bit of a lifestyle as well? Because in modeling, you've, you've got to look a certain way, whether that's like just your face or hand modeling or full body or bikini or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's an element you've got to work on yourself quite a lot or maintain a, a particular look. Does that play a big part in it when you start taking the modeling more seriously? Oh, most definitely. And in, and for me, it almost became automatic. Hence why, you know, it's been five years now and I'm working on, on other things. I'm still modeling, but I'm, mo I'm moving on to another stage, um, so to say. But going back to that, yeah, it can take a lot of development. And, for, you know, I, I always say that there is no one-way rule or one-way time frame of doing things. A lot of people have said to me that um, to do everything that I've done in a space of five years is super impressive. Um, but there have been stories like across the globe, like of people becoming famous almost overnight, like over a year or two. But see that to have that um, perspective, especially as a beginner, is not exactly helpful or realistic. Whilst that can definitely happen, it's not the way that you want to think of as, okay, it, this has to happen to me. You know what I mean? Um, so everything is a process of its own. Everything is a discovery journey as, um, as an acting coach uh, told me. And I think, yeah, that, that obviously applies to every, you know, um, pathway in the, in the entertainment industry. I wouldn't just say it's for acting, it's for modeling as well. So there, yeah, there really is a lot that you can do and people just have to have a really good mindset and have a really good support group around them to get started, but also to, they also want to maintain that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I sort of get the impression that it would help as well if you have people around you that are doing the same or very similar, at least to yourself. You know, if you're the only person in your peer group that's that's doing what it is that you do, that can feel quite tough, can't it? Yeah, exactly. And um, but that kind of was me. But I did have the support around me. I did have my manager slash best friend. I, I did have um, a lot of people who did believe in me, at, le at least my support group. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had to have a bit of resistance because there were, were people who were just, I suppose, snobby or jealous and you know, and I found that happened a lot to me within the first two years of my modeling. Um, sometimes it's tough to admit that, but I'm glad to admit that because I guess it, it's just a part of life. And if that happens to anybody who's listening to this, um, you know, you're not alone. It definitely has happened to me. Um, <laughs> but see, to have that resistance there made me want to fight more harder for my goals. It made me want to say, no, nah, this is... I want this even more now because here you are maybe indirectly telling me that I can't do this. Well, I can. 
So, you know, that made me, made me fight harder for my goals. So it wasn't exactly a bad thing. And people should treat it that way if, if it does happen to them. I mean, sadly enough, they'll always be rude or jealous people, but those are the people that you have to ignore. But I guess at the same time, you can use that as a reason to fight further for your goals. And you have every right to do so. Um, and because this is your life, you need to decide you know, what you want to do and you shouldn't let other people's words or thoughts about you um, prevent you from doing that. That's an excellent point. And there are some people that do take it in a, not a bad way, but they use it as like a, a negative motivation, right? Like you're trying to prove people wrong, but it seems like from just hearing you, you give the answer there that you didn't go fully into proving people wrong it almost gave you the spark to find what you wanted to do if it was what you wanted to do but you didn't do it to sort of stick it to them you know it was more of a I want to do it even if you say that I can't versus I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong I mean don't get me wrong there's 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 been many times I did it that I felt that I was doing it just to prove people wrong. But that wasn't the core reason that I was doing this. I mean, after all, this was all for me. Even my first photo shoot was purely for me. There was no other person that I had to prove myself to, if that makes sense. So in a way, I think there's always going to be times along the track where you do feel that you are trying to prove to somebody um, or trying to prove yourself to certain in industry professionals. Um, you know, but that's, I think that's really normal. Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case for 70% of people in, in the industry. Um, and that's purely because it is such a competitive industry that it, that there are times that people feel that they need to prove something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but at the end of the day, you are doing something because you're passionate about it. You're not doing it because you know, of some, some sort of random reason. So I think that's the bottom line. It's definitely a balancing act, isn't it? Trying to balance the whole, <clears throat> am I just doing it to prove them wrong? And then once I've achieved it, there's not much after that, you know, like when all the, the pressure melts away and you go, well, why did I really do it then? Versus yeah. I'm doing it for me. And I just so happen to prove these people wrong along the way. It's like, what's your main focus, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, then that's, that's more powerful than what people think. If you try to, if you really hold that in your heart and you move forward with whatever you're doing, it will make a huge difference. And you might not notice it straight away, but like, if you look, if you had that belief, even after one year and you look back at all the hard work that you achieved, you'll see it. And that that's what happened to me. Sometimes I didn't really notice things right away, but then I look back the last five years and I'm like, wow. I look back even the last three months because I've been working a lot and I think, wow, wow, that's, you know. And, and it's amazing what you can achieve if you do things because you want to do it and you do things because you want to achieve it. It's all to do with you and in a way your selfishness to to pursue what you want. And I always say this, and it's a bit of a rough thing to think about. And I think, well, we're only going to be here once on earth. If you don't do the things that you want to do, even if you like the thing, the, the thing is that chance may not really happen again. And the other thing is, even 
even if you did fail and you could look back and think, well, at least I attempted it. If I had done absolutely nothing, then I would have gained nothing. (laughs) So gaining nothing is the one thing that people should run away from, like, because that obviously means absolute zero, not gaining anything, even if it's the smallest thing like gaining experience. And that goes back to, you know, when I started modeling, the first year was really just about the passion for it because I was really just doing it for myself, not for money, not for something else. So, yeah. It's interesting that you bring up you've got to gain something from it. And I think a lot of people use the the selfishness element to justify not going after what they really want is that a balancing act that you've had to wrestle with yourself and what advice could you give to someone that is going through that balancing act at the moment it's very simple like life is life humans are humans we all always make mistakes but just to put into simple terminology and sometimes people may not realize this straight away which is fine you're a human being like i guess nobody's perfect but if you if you don't do something because you're like, oh, I don't want to do this and this is just me taking care of myself, that is actually bad. But if you do something and you're like, hold on, I want to attempt this at least because I really like this. I think this will be a great experience. I, I think I can imagine myself really doing this well if I did achieve this. Then that's selfish and in, in a very positive way. So remember, it's all for you, not for something else. If you felt it was for something else, then of course, by all means, don't don't really attempt to do it. Um, and I say that specifically for big modeling gigs, for acting roles, um, for things that require a lot of, I guess, energy as well. Um, so people have to remember that not doing something is kind of going against yourself, at, at least, at, at, unless, of course you feel that by doing it, it isn't really for you. So that's, I think that's the bottom line. Is it for you? And if it is for you, then yeah, (laughs) then by all means. Um, And yeah, that can be really hard to even figure out as well. Sometimes people don't really know what they're doing something for. And um, I guess it's, it's all a discovery journey. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always told, told, myself as well you never know unless you try so if you did if say for example I had an acting role and I wasn't really too sure about it when I looked at it in black and white because obviously things are different when they're written down as opposed to actually performing the role (laughs) so it would be a it would still be an assumption if I just looked at it looked at the piece of paper and said no this is going to be not right for me. So if I, if, if there was something inside me that said, okay, you know what? I really want this. I think this would be good, even though I don't really know. Um, I would just tell myself, you never know unless you try. And the thing is we can easily miss opportunities, but we can't easily gain opportunities. So if you tried something once or twice, um, at least in terms of a specific photo shoot or, doing a specific acting role or something along those lines, then at least you've done it. But if you missed out the opportunity so many times, you can't make any sort of reflection or judgment on it because you haven't, you haven't done it. You know, 
it's it's just that simple. So people have to remember that as well. And I say that in a straightforward way, but I say that in a very caring way as well. You don't want to just miss so many opportunities because you felt that it just wasn't good. But in real life, you don't know because you haven't actually experienced it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a bit of a, it sounds almost like a balancing act the entire time, which mm. kind of brings up the idea of, do you have anything to make the decisions easier? I imagine in the beginning, it was like, you just said yes to everything. But, you know, after like Playboy and doing a lot of other things that that you've been doing over the past couple of months, you mentioned that, you know, you've been really busy. Do you have anything to help you make the decisions easier? Yes and no. But um, I think like anything, training in your field makes you more confident. And that also means makes, makes you more confident to take risks. And I don't mean like something far-fetched. So risk for me right now in acting may be taking the role that I'm not so sure about, but I feel would still be good for me, like taking an acting role. Because again, referring to my previous example, looking at a piece of paper only tells you so much about something. Um, you have to really experience it to really know. <laughs> um, so that's just like the bottom line with anything though, right? So um, you really just need to do that. And that all comes under taking ownership of your career. Like when people work for a store, you serve the customers and you do what's required. That's your ownership for that job. So why wouldn't you do the same in your creative field? If you're a model, if you're an actor, if you're like a radio host or radio guest, or if you are um, doing any sort of other creative field, why wouldn't that be the same? So um, yeah, the right training education will always give you once again, the right training and skills, but it'll also automatically, as a result, give you more confidence because you're like, wow, okay, I've got the skills to act or I've got the skills to model. So, yeah, maybe I will try this, you know. Um, but, again, going back to my philosophy, it's easy to lose opportunities, but it's not easy to gain. So if you completely miss something, purely based on your insecurities. And I get it. Like sometimes you're given a gig and you read about it and you're like, oh my God, what is this? This sounds exciting, but I don't know if I can do it. You know, <laughs> or I, I don't know if I can do it up to the standards that they're thinking or something like that. Like as in the people who are um, casting for that project. So people can think that, but at the end of the day, if you are just talking about yourself and what you want to do, your experiences are your experiences. but you can't have an experience of something without trying it. <laughs> so if you see it that way, then I find that really helps. Um, and I, I wouldn't, but once again, if you really don't want to do something, if you feel it wouldn't help you, then don't do it. Cause that's, again, there's a fine line there. But then again, like I was reading somewhere, you don't, you don't gain by not taking risk or by doing things that are comfortable. So if you received a challenging, you know, gig for your career as a model or for your career as an actor, then, and you, but you felt, wow, if I actually did this, this would be good 
experience for me, mm-hmm. then by all means do it. But of course, like, yeah, there's there's always that fine line, but there's always that simple rule that you won't, you'll never know unless you try. And the thing is, like, in life in general, there's going to be a whole range of experiences a person can have. You can't all always have possibly, possi- like, you can't possibly have always good experiences. Like, that just would be impossible. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't even make sense because there's always going to be a time in a life where we've, experience something challenging something sad something um bad of some sort you know so I feel like it takes a lot of in inner thinking to really process this sometimes but yeah don't simply hesitate because something seems scary like you can you can analyze the situation and and then go from there it seems like with that way of thinking then that there's been a lot of things that haven't worked out a lot of things that have in air quotes failed to a certain degree. I mean, I, I believe that there aren't that many things that are truly failures, even though we might feel that way at the time. But what are some of the failures or things that haven't worked out for you that have actually been the best learning experiences or the best springboard, if you will, to achieving greater things in the future? So I remember I did my first catwalk experience. I really didn't have any training, but they did train prior to the event. It was a small one. Um, it was for a competition. Um, and it was from, from Maxim Australia. And um, funny enough, I did get into the finals about a year later or so. But this was the first time I entered it. And um, I honestly had been modeling only for maybe three months or something but I just went for it. For me, it was purely just for me, literally. It was to, to give myself a springboard, as you explained, and to give myself confidence and a, an experience to feel empowered from. So somebody might look at that, especially if they are an in- industry professional of so many years and think, why would you? why would you do that? This is how you should go about things. But if you look at that decision and where that one bit took me to where I am now, you know, there you go. (laughs) So this is where, like I was saying before, do things for you. It's not necessarily for the money. It's not to impress a certain somebody. It's not to necessarily impress um, an industry professional. It is for you. (laughs) If you do things for you, you'll be surprised how far you get. Um, And I'm, and again, like, I guess everyone has different ideas of what success is, but success is not always being liked by so many people or being the prettiest person in the world or um, having all this money. It's not just those things. There's more, there's more emphasis to it. It's a really in-depth, um, it's a really dense area. So at the end of the day, yeah, if you do things for you, you will gain a lot. And you'll be surprised by how far those things will take you. Because even I think sometimes, oh, why am I doing this even if it's just for me? Like you have those doubts of how far will that specific thing take you. But they they do take you to places. And I think that comes down or comes under that um, quote, like always follow your heart and it will take you, you know, to many places. <laughs> Because if you do, you're doing things that you truly like and therefore 
you know what I mean? <laughs> so it only it only just makes sense when you look at it from that very simple point of view. Is that how you would define success in your mind then? Because you brought up a lot around doing things for you, benefiting other people where you can, following your heart and all those things. Is that sort of the, the ingredients to what you would define success as? Like it's not being greedy because I think what people, I think what society sometimes has done has made it out to be that if you're being selfish, it's a bad thing. Well, it's not. I mean, obviously, if you drive in your car and you decide to drive on the footpath, not only is that being selfish, but that's being completely monstrous. So <laughs> being selfish is not being monstrous, not when it's purely about doing things that help you grow as a person and as a professional. And that's what people need to understand. So I wouldn't call it greed. I'd definitely call it self-development and being selfish in a healthy way. Um, because I was doing this module, um, this training at one of the acting schools that I'm with um, on healthy competition. And while it's good, in my opinion, to gain inspiration and leaps from other people, like if you have a very energetic group of people around you, that will make you want to do more, which is good. But in, in the very bigger picture, conclusively, your, your, your healthy competition is yourself. So being better than what you were six months ago, being better than what you were one month ago, being better in the degree to you want to be a certain way. So you if, if that's the certain way that you want to be, then you'll work towards that and improve the areas that you need to improve on. And that's really self-confronting. And not many people can do that. Um, even I am not always perfect in that sense to do those sort of things. I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect person and I, I am far from that, <laughs> but I will say that, yeah, trying to improve myself so I can be the person or be the actress or be the model that I want to be was something very self-confronting. And I've always been trying to work on that. And again, that is also selfish, but it's also selfish in a health healthy way because if you started competing with everybody around you and doing things to prove everyone else I think by the end even if it took six months or a year or longer you'd be on a pretty destructive path you know that wouldn't really be the way that you want to just do things in my opinion yeah it's definitely a fine balance and I think Sometimes it's just about in the moment, how do you feel about what you're doing or how do you feel about the decisions that you're making? I think for a lot of people, it can be hard to just have like principles or rules to stick to because there's always a complicated situation that means you've got to question them and question yourself. And then that can make things so much more complicated, can't it? Mm, exactly. But yeah, don't overthink sometimes, just do. I mean, if something feels good to you, then do it. There's a reason why you feel good about it. You know, um, I did, there's a, there's a short film festival slash competition coming up and I applied for two different roles and I, I received them. And I felt, I felt nervous leading up to it, you know, just naturally. But when I was there, especially after a good maybe 15, 20 minutes, which funny enough is the same with modeling. Sometimes it takes you a while to feel totally relaxed during the shoot. Mm -hmm. um, then you, you're right into it. 
so it was really funny how acting and modeling was so similar in those experiences. And uh, for me, I, um, I reckon it's, it's just a discovery journey. Like if you keep thinking about money, for example, if you keep thinking of trying to be this popular person, I use that terminology because sometimes people want to get approval from everybody and that kind of is the same as wanting to be popular. Um, then, you know, then that will only take you so far. That will begin to be um, destructive at some point. So really it's just about doing stuff for yourself, even if, even if it's just about the experience, because even going back to that modeling gig I did many years ago, if I had have done that, that's one missing step that I would not have had that would have led me to where I am now. And that's how people need to see it too. There's a bigger picture and a bigger momentum behind everything. Um, but, you know, I, I will admit it takes a lot of energy, a lot of determination, a lot of um, passion to really think and do that. Um, and that's why sometimes people do need help. I mean, we all do. So help from teachers, help from friends. You know, it's not all like you're a one-person army and you have to take over the world. Like, I guess don't try to think like that because um, that can be – really bad um take it from somebody who can say that from experience um so yeah there's a lot of things about it but people should not just purely give up because someone else said they should or someone else had an opinion you are doing something for you um you do a job for you you do a job you know for example in a shop to make money but you do that for you. You don't make money because or have an income because of someone else. It wouldn't even make sense. So if you're doing a creative um, path of some sort, it's the same thing. So you know what I mean? It's kind of um, common sense. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. And a lot of the things there that I would completely echo as well. So those that are listening, make sure you – you listen to that part a couple of times because I think that's something that you need to figure that out for yourself. You need to figure out what you're doing for you and where the where the line is between just doing it for others and people pleasing and all those things. So, Jasmine, you're in the world with a lot of misconceptions, whether it's cover modeling, OnlyFans acting there's a lot of things going on that a lot of people have assumptions about a lot of people have misconceptions about so what are some of the big ones that you've come across or that you've experienced and here's your chance to break some of those and bust some of those myths for us i think the biggest one is that laundry models or playboy models are just or glamour models have no substance now, don't get me wrong, like if you meet somebody who purely just, and I don't mean just a model, but like anybody, like just a person, a guy or a woman, whoever, purely just does things and has a lifestyle of just to look good, just to look sexy, just to look handsome. Like that is their one sentence explanation of their life or something, then that isn't exactly a good thing. That person doesn't really have a lot of layers to them. They don't have a lot of substance. But that is not the definition of the industry of glamour modeling. Um, I can definitely say that on behalf of myself. Um, I can definitely say that on behalf of the people I do know. Um, 
but I'm not going to like go around and say that everybody is the same because that's just impossible. Um, but there definitely is a misconception from people who have no idea who are not in the industry and they think that. And it's really funny. I had this, um, I had this uh, discussion with somebody and I was telling them that I, you know, that there's so many things that I want to do. There's so much educational things I want to do as well. And I mean, I don't think they were anticipating that I would say that. I mean, of course, at the time that I had this discussion with them, they they didn't know me all that well. That well, so they had a bit of a reason. But but do you see that automatic, you know, assumption there? <laughs> so whilst it wasn't a bad conversation, it I guess still bothered me that people would somehow assume or partially assume that somebody like myself, who's done Playboy and all that, wouldn't want to go out and study certain things or do certain things. Um, a really good example is I do want to study classical theater because I realized, um, funny enough, through the studies that I've been doing, because there's one theater play that I'm um, working on for a scene study class. And it's, um, it's really amazing how much, just how much I learned just from even reading the script. And it's, it's hard to explain, but it helps a lot when it comes to speaking as an actor or analyzing other forms of plays or, or scenes, screen scripts, sorry. Because if you read something that's really articulate and old-fashioned, then simple English starts to become <laughs> like a one-plus-one game <laughs> because you've just, you've just studied something so in-depth and so poetic and so traditional that anything else more contemporary or more simple becomes, well, easy, to be honest. Um, so I found that really interesting. And besides that, I, I really did enjoy reading this piece and getting to know how how these stories were told and so on and how how you would act these scenes and so on. So anyway, but most people unless they've just heard this in this interview, wouldn't know that. Wouldn't know that I would want to do that. Um, I have been posting a little bit about my classes, actually. So, you know, perhaps people would know by seeing that. But otherwise, I don't think that assumption would automatically be there. Like, nobody will look at my Instagram and be like, oh, my God, she's the type of person that really looks like she loves to study Shakespeare or... Um, plays by Anton Chekhov and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, um, <laughs> but of course I wouldn't expect them to think that, but I guess it's like I people wouldn't know about certain things about me unless I would post about them. So um, going back to the industry as a whole, I wouldn't be surprised if there were other models like myself that were, you know, into classical theatre or if they were into something else. Um, similar you know what I mean I wouldn't make the assumption that there would be no one besides me that wouldn't be interested like I wouldn't make that assumption but I do know the industry better so I think long story short there's a lot of things that people don't understand and one of the biggest things is that 
just because you do pose for Playboy or you do pose in sexy pictures, you are still a person. <laughs> and people, like anybody else in the world, have interests and have hobbies and have lives and have, you know, pretty much every, anything and everything that anybody else has. So it's very interesting that way. Well, what I will say is those of you that are listening to this one, you definitely pick up on the fact that, you know, you're, you're not sort of confirming that assumption. Just going off the conversation that we've had around, you know, self-expression and identity and doing things for yourself and helping others and, and all those things, you definitely don't come across as as simple as people might think. So, yeah, you're definitely going against the, the assumption there. Is there anything else that you can think of that people might think about models or Playboy or OnlyFans or any of those things that you're prepared to discuss or talk about or debunk for us? Um, well, like I said, like Playboy models can be really talented. In fact, I saw a post by a photographer I worked with all the way in LA two years ago. Um, funny how time flies, by the way. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, like honestly, I, I wish I could go back at the moment with international travel restrictions. That is um, a huge challenge. But going back to that, they recently posted a picture I think it was two pictures, actually. So one lady was on the cover of Maxim and one lady was on the cover of, of, of Playboy. Can't remember which country, but he does a lot of magazine work anyway. And one of them was a pharmacist, the one in Maxim, and one of them was a dentist, oh. the one in Playboy. So you know what I mean? And those are educational jobs. You don't just become a pharmacist overnight um, <laughs> or a dentist. No. So, um, yeah, no, really attractive women, but those were their occupations according to um, the, the, you know, the posts, of course. So um, it was amazing. And I really like that because people need to stop assuming that education and Playboy can't go together. I think that's one, probably a big point that I would want to prove if I, if I felt I needed to, I would try to prove that yeah there is a lot of stuff that goes into the industry and there's a lot of um bright models as well um i think it was this australian model um i forgot her name actually but there is an australian model who apparently has like she's a lot old, older now um but she apparently has a law degree um and someone told me that, um, yeah, someone, I think it was Ella McPherson. I think it was her who had a law degree. Yeah. Um, and I, I was absolutely amazed. I mean, I, I could believe it, but, you know, I guess, again, you don't know these things unless you hear it or you read about it. And, um, but I think, I don't think any, everybody's that close-minded. I think more people are becoming, um, more aware of how things are because of the incidents and what have you. But there, it is still sad to see that some people wouldn't believe that or they would, you know, if they, or if they heard it, they'd be like, oh, my God, no, I, I, you know, I could never imagine that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there is still a bit of misconception. Yeah, it's that dividing line between, well, we don't know 
so we've got no other information to go on, you know, from the person seeing them, right? It's kind of like we can't mind read or be psychic from their perspective, but then mm. from the model's perspective, because they probably get it at a higher scale. Like it's not like passing people on the street doing it. You could be getting thousands of people making this assumption and it gets a bit frustrating from from your end of having to deal with it every day, multiple times a day sometimes, whereby you can go, this is quite frustrating. Um, and I, I suppose it's, it's, an, it's that element of how much do you share versus part of it sort of created. If all you do is post pictures for magazines and videos and all those things it's hard for them to actually think any differently isn't it it is and that's where like even for me because marketing is one of my biggest um things that I've been kind of working on and studying the last three years um even for me especially the last six months or so um marketing especially on on Instagram I should say became more clear to me how you engage with people how you your content matters and even what you say. So in other words, the writing, the caption in the post, because that is what you're saying, right? It's just not verbally. <laughs> um, so in the at the end of the day, like I learned so much about that and I learned specifically when it came to acting and all these other side things that I'm doing that I had to post more about that in a creative way. I mean, I say in a creative way because Instagram is really a creative platform and I already know how hard it is to gain followers and to get people to, you know, really like what you're doing. And, you know, it's that's, that's a ball game of its own. So um, I think, yeah, it's definitely a journey even with marketing yourself and showing people what you get up to. And I guess don't be shy because if you were, um, say, a model and you did do something else on the side, like perhaps, I don't know, you were studying dentistry, like why not share that? What's wrong with it? You know, the only time you wouldn't share it is, I guess, if you were ashamed of what you were doing, <laughs> which then, you know, maybe you should question why you're doing den dentistry then. <laughs> so that's just a far-fetched example. But then that's also a perfect example of, not being shy of the things that you are doing, not being shy of showing different sides to who you are and um, just being not ashamed of it. Um, I used to have the belief when I was a little bit younger and I was modeling that I would not be, I don't know, I would not be liked by so many people if I did share other aspects of myself or like the other aspects were not professionally relevant or marketable. So that I wasn't that I was ashamed. And that turned out to be wrong, especially in the past year or so. Um, I mean, I know COVID has kind of opened many doors and people started browsing the internet more. But um, I think as I've as I've developed as a professional, I've also developed as a person and people have gone to see that. And therefore I've been basically been able to market my other work like as in my other work that's not playboy or modeling related just pretty much you know just as well as the modeling work I mean 
might be different for me because I am a verified um, public figure on social media. But I think without having to go to verification and all that, people can still market different sides of themselves. They just may be, uh, I don't know, a bit of a challenge depending. Um, but yeah, I think people should just not be ashamed to show different side of them, different sides of themselves. It's a good point actually. And I think not being shy and showing your layers is definitely something we need to see more of. I know it's happening. So maybe more people need to do it, but then more people need to try to find those people as well. You need to be a bit more proactive, I think. You know, you can't just stick to people that just post the cover photos and, and all those things without trying to find people that show their their layers as well. You mentioned future projects. So what does the future look like for you, Jasmine? What sort of things are you up to? Um, there's a lot. Um, like I said, I, I have I still have my manager here in Australia, I have my US manager, I have um, my support system of people. I'm signed with an agency right now. Um, I'm working with acting coaches. So I'm really focusing a lot on my acting, both the theory and the practical. And believe me, there's a lot of theory to it. And I don't mean just studying the industry, but actually studying the scenes the technique, studying how to truthfully be a character because a character is a person and you want to be convincing. Otherwise, people are going to watch you and think, she is so fake. I can I can tell that he or she is not really that. But you know what I mean? Like you never, you never want that to happen. I mean, no one does. Um, and if you're a professional actor or actress, that would really happen. But you'd be surprised like how emphasized they are on that when it comes to training. So, um, there's a lot of stuff that I am doing behind the scenes in terms of my acting training. Um, I just did two roles, uh, two supporting roles in um, two short films here in Australia. So that's entering a, all those are going to be entered in a short film festival called Lights, Canberra Action. So I found those a really fun experience because um, it's not really a profitable event, but people do come together and they do these really cool things. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, and it was a good experience. So, um, and another thing that I'm working on is, um, yeah, I'm studying a bit of classical theatre. I'm studying um, theatre general as a whole because I've, I've done so much screen work, but I'd love to do some work for the stage. Um, and as, as, my, as one of my acting coaches actually told me, she said, especially when it comes to the actual work. So being, becoming the character and what have you, it's, it's, it's a discovery journey. But I think even going back to my modeling, it was always a discovery journey. So it's not, it's not about getting one plus one or doing things in such an exact way. It's about discovering yourself. So if you go out and you do these different roles in a film or do these different photo shoots, you are discovering yourself. And, um, yeah, for me, it's definitely a discovery journey. Um, there is a TV series coming here again to Australia for a second season. So I'm going to audition for that. Um, <laughs> so I'm very excited. I'm just like, well, here's another opportunity. Let's see what happens, you know. <laughs> and it's not about that you go in half-heartedly, but it's, it's about going in. And once, like I said, 
and and about doing it and really fulfilling that experience because it is a discovery journey. It's not just like, oh, I want to get this job because I don't know. I want I want to prove something. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's definitely not negative like that. You should never do things like that. Um, and another thing that I will mention because this was a huge thing. Um, so Liam Neeson, he has a film coming up later this year. It's called Black Film, Black Light, sorry. Um, and that was a full feature film, as you can imagine. And um, they had to film one of the scenes um, here in Canberra, Australia. And because of that, they needed a lot of extras. And I applied and I, I got a role as an extra. So that was really, that was really amazing. I mean, I look back and I think that was actually a genuinely good and fun experience. Like it was professional, but it was it was a good experience as well. And um, I didn't even think about the funds. I didn't even think about what I would get paid from that. For me, it was just like, wow, this is this is cool. I I I'd love to do it. You know. Um, so that goes to show the difference between going on a journey and discovering yourself and doing these experiences for you and your passion as opposed to just doing things for one very not so passionate reason, you know, whether it is just to prove something to someone or, or what have you. So I feel the reason or the purpose behind your journey is very important as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, before we, we tie this off with a, a bit of a bow, Jasmine, I have to ask, did you get to meet him or speak to him, Liam Neeson? No, like apparently he had already flew out of Australia to the US. Um, his stunt double was there, so the guy that would do the stunts in the car. Like, because I think if you look at the movies he's done, the car chases are pretty crazy, right? Um, <laughs> so they, there was the stunt driver. Right. And there were like other people obviously on the set, like the camera crew and what have you. But I, I think a lot of the the crew and the cast were actually Australian. Um, I didn't really take note of who was from where. Um, but it was a pretty cool project because despite being filmed in Canberra, the scene is actually set in Washington, D.C. So they just had to make it look that way. And even us as extras were told how we needed to be dressed or look like because we were actually not in Australia, we were in Washington, D.C. Um, so that was really, even that part, even the process of preparing for that was really interesting. So, um, yeah, I definitely had such a great time. I look forward to seeing the film and um, I'm sure it will be really good. Yeah, I'm sure it will be as well. Um, we definitely have to get you on a second time to talk about that because that that opens a can of worms now my brain's thinking oh we could spend hours talking about the acting side and preparing the film so it'd probably be worth bringing you on for for a round two if you're okay with that yeah by all means I'd love to talk about this and um yeah I, you know one of the biggest jokes around town was that half the town would be um watching the film when it comes out because you know what I mean because there were a lot of extras involved um so yeah it's it's definitely going to be exciting um I I will admit I look forward to seeing it as well um and yeah I look forward to many more projects coming up um but like I said and I really want to take this on board I really want people to take this on board for anyone who's listening um 
So life and even your career is a journey. It's not like you have to do this in this exact way. It's not static like that. And it should never be treated that way. Um, And yeah, I can definitely say that coming from the entertainment industry. Um, But I I will admit it's it's hard work. You don't just kind of do things half-heartedly or half-knowingly. And But if you really cared about something, you probably wouldn't really want to do that anyway. Um, so, yeah, if you have passion for something, definitely go for it and don't listen to jealous opinions or anything that's um, negative. Well, that is an amazing way to, to end, Jasmine. It's been amazing. And how can people learn more about you? Yeah, so on social media, I, um, I am Jasmine Shojai Model on instagram and facebook and on twitter i'm jasmine underscore shojai i do have my daily motion channel um which has a lot of my behind the scenes videos and my little reality um my reality series which just documents my journey and um that's been on pause for now considering i've been up to a lot um but yeah, for my Daily Motion channel, it's Jasmine Shojai TV. And, um, yeah, a lot of people can discover my um, my acting stuff on my social media as well. I have links to my website, um, my showreel slash self-tech library. So, yeah, I'll be doing a lot and making the most out of 2021. So, yeah, always remember it's a journey. It's not about proving to anybody but really discovering yourself. Awesome, Jasmine. Well, those of you that are listening, make sure you check out what Jasmine's doing. She's clearly up to a lot of different things. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our future guests and leave a review if you enjoyed it. Jasmine, thanks again, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Same here.